Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Original Series Season 3 Episode 15, it is called Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. So full spoilers for the episode as always. So this one I think is a very, I think it's an interesting episode, I think it's got a lot of noble intentions and it actually makes some good points. I think ultimately it falls into a very similar vein as the last little batch of episodes where it's just not bad. You know, is this is a perfectly reasonable watchable episode? Okay, I think um, I'm less keen on it. I think I like what it's trying to do, but I think it's more boring than the last bunch. I think that's fair. I, I think there's one section that is actually really good. There's one section that I think is not boring, but I can mm. see why you're saying that uh, because it's got a message. It's got like a, a, a statement, a moral that it wants to impart on us, uh, particularly yep. about uh, racism and hatred and that kind of idea and it like it's a little bit in your face with it like it, to, to yeah. the point where I actually not even intentionally trying to guess where they were going with it I, I just kind of thought something when I noticed something and then that turned out to be a big like plot point later on was it when you noticed the different sides yeah like I noticed like one because so the two aliens they encounter on this episode who are humanoid because of course it's 60 Star Trek so most most aliens are just humanoids but with you know ears or painting or whatever yes. um, so these aliens like one half looks it's almost two-faced it's almost unnatural it's just this perfect straight line down the middle where they're completely white in one side and completely black in the other and so the first one pops up and it's okay whatever that's just how these, these folk look and then the second guy shows up and then I notice oh wait that the colours are flipped he's black yeah. and white on the other side and you know all, exactly what it's doing yeah and then ultimately it becomes a, they hate each other uh, it's, it's a racist thing from their planet Sharon where the the at one point he calls him a half white but I'm like you're still half white too so I'm not sure how they but obviously the point here is to because obviously when they bring up the you know the, oh because you know, one of them is like uh, I think it's uh, Beale's talking about Loki who's the, the first dude and he's like oh yes their race is inferior and he's like oh why what's different about them you know you know Kirk and Spock are you know questions they, they, they haven't noticed yeah and they're like oh well he's he's you know he's white in the other side of his face and they're like and what difference does that make you, and you're basically the same and obviously the point here is that it's arbitrary it doesn't matter um, which is kind of the, the point in general I mean obviously race matters now because of the history we have as a civilization. but if you w went back to the dawn of time it shouldn't matter it should just be arbitrary and not matter and that's just kind of pointing that out it's like what you're the same yeah. You, you, yeah you've decided that you're different based on this but you're not really you, you've made yourselves different um, and it you know it, that's kind of what it does and it's got an ultimate message of you know hatred just leading to bad things obviously Starfleet and the, the Federation and all this the idea is that we've kind of overcome that um, in the future it's been stamped out yeah yeah and these characters this, this, where they're from that never happened uh, and they we find out later on because so, so Beale is pursuing Loki Loki is uh, of the race who is like the sort of the try to rebel back they're the ones who are being downtrodden and because he's seen as a terrorist Beale is chasing him and we find out that he's been chasing him across the galaxies for for 50,000 years and at the end of the episode when we finally get back to Sharon, obviously there's a lot of plot to go through before we get there but when we finally get back to Sharon at the end we find that the planet is decimated it is a, as a, as a post-apocalyptic wasteland the civilizations have wiped each other out there's no one else left and the two characters end up going out of the planet it's actually a very dark ending for a Star Trek episode because they go out of the planet is, yeah. 
and they still just want to kill each other and they're just they're just chasing each other around trying to kill each other and Kirk and Co just leave it's like well, uh, well yeah they, they're gonna do what they're gonna do yeah look they never get over their hatred and nothing's ever going to come of it it's, 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 a, it's a moral it's a morality tale um, and I, I appreciate all all of that all of that stuff that it's doing I, I think is a solid solid idea especially the dark ending I feel like because mm. I feel like Star Trek I mean maybe in the future it'll do this more but I feel like typically there'll be a wrapped up ending that kind of fixes it or like and it'll usually have a moral but it'll, it'll be fixed yeah. whereas here it was no, just the sadness of no, this was never fixed and this is what's going to happen now forever they're just going to die no no that's true and I think this is it's actually weird to talk about this episode now because just to talk about break it down it's got a lot of good things going it's got all that it's a very intense because Beale in the middle he's got some because he actually sort of beams himself aboard from his ship before it gets destroyed and he he does have some abilities he can actually take control of the ship and he, he actually redirects it to go to his planet because uh, Kirk and Co the, the Enterprise is meant to be doing this mission they're going to this other planet because they, they need to uh, like basically fumigate it <laughs> essentially like basically yeah. the planet's like going to kill everyone with the atmosphere but they're going to go and fix it right and it's okay so it's a pretty important mission we're saving millions of lives here <laughs> so that's what they're doing I, I feel like though it, it loses some of the, the gravitas because I feel like every time we're interrupted with one of these things they're mm. on a pretty important mission and you know, so well, well, we'll just get back to that later. Especially since it ultimately doesn't matter much that the, there's a mission being interrupted. It's, it's not a big part of the plot, really. No, because uh, th- there's been times before, like I'm thinking uh, the one with the medical supplies, mm-hmm. where where they were going, they had a you know an, an expiry date, and it's like, well, we kind of got to do this, and and here it's just like. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. It doesn't really come up that much. It doesn't. And then when they do get there uh, two-thirds in, and they, they, okay, they do their thing, they fix it, and they, they, then it goes back to the plot. <laughs> it's just kind of, it's just what it is, but it is. But, so, so, Beale takes control of the ship, and he's like, no, no, we're going back to Sherwood. I am escorting this prisoner right back now. He's escaped me too many times. I do not trust him. Because obviously Kirk first responds with, no, no, no. We have no like treaty with your people. You are a completely new like planet to us. Like there's procedure for this. We have to take them back to Starfleet and let them figure out what they want to do and what what the process is going to be. And Beale's not happy about this, so he takes control of the ship. And he's to, like, no, to be fair, what? understandably so, I think. Why why should he? You know, just go fine. Starfleet, they can deal with it. Because he's the guest here on the ship. Why should he have any say in this? Well, no, no, no. In in that part, yeah, but in in the sense of of Kurt being like, no, you know, we'll deal with it. It's our problem now, and 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 maybe to to an extent, it's you know you're the the seeking refuge. But I understand from his perspective, he he's like, no, no, no this is this is my planet. This is a, uh, you know, this is my my affairs. You know, we we'll deal with this internally. Essentially, they've just happened to to bypass into into this space. Yeah, but again, he's got no jurisdiction here. He's he's not on his planet, like. He, there is absolutely no justification for him just taking control by force. No, no, that's what I'm, I'm not saying he's justified in going that to, to that length, but I think him wanting to deal with it himself, I can understand. Okay, all right. Um, but he he takes control of the ship, and he's like, "No, we're going to Sharon. I don't care what you say. We're just going there. You know, no one can get control of the ship back." Scotty's trying his best, you know, bless him, but he just can't do it. And basically. 
Kirk tries to convince him for a while, and ultimately he's, he's not going to do it. So Kirk says, well, either I'm the captain of this ship. Either I'm going to be in control of this ship, or I'm going to destroy it so you can't misuse it. And Beale's like, ah, you're not going to do that. Don't be with silly. And we get, actually, this is a really good scene where Kirk says, okay, everyone, we're going to destroy the ship. And it goes through, like, the, all the chiefs, all, all the, the sort of the heads. You go through Spock, you go through Scotty, uh, everyone who has to give their authorization. And it goes through them one by one. There's a lot of close ups of the eyes. It's, it's, it's one of these um, tense power plays sort of moments. Yeah. And then, you know, it's Kirk is last. And like, each one is like, you know, I'm, I'm Spock, authorization code, blah, 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 blah. I give my authorization to you know self-detonate goes to Scotty chief engineer eventually gets to Kirk and he's like okay so it's Captain Kirk and blah 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 and he's going to do it and, and it starts counting down and eventually basically like it works like eventually you know seconds are to go and Beale gives in gives him control of the ship back um, and Kirk is like I should really throw you two in the brig because you're, you're fighting each other you know because at first Beale seemed like the worst but by the time we've got to this point they feel like they're just they're both just as hateful as each other they're both cause, oh yeah uh, they, they both want to kill each other and and the Loki because we actually hear from Beale that Loki is very good at convincing people and gaining followers um, and honestly the episode doesn't really do a whole lot with this there's a scene where like after this where Kirk lets them just sort of go about the ship he should throw them in the brig but he's like no what you're new to this part of space you're new to the federation you don't understand our laws I'm going to, you know, let this kind of slide, but which is it's just a bit extreme when you just had to threaten to blow up your ship to get control back. But you know, it does, yeah, uh, whatever. But, but plot, but plot. Um, but Spock's like walking past one of the, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the the cafeteria, or whatever, and he, he hears like Loki talking to some of the crew and couldn't check off. You can hear Chekhov kind of like being indoctrinated by, by Loki, where he's like he's talking about, um, uh, you know. Be, being you know held captive and uh, like in Chekhov's like, oh yeah that's this sort of stuff happened on Earth you know you know back in the twentieth century we, we got rid of that a long time ago but he, it almost seems like the plot's maybe going to go in a way where he actually convinces some of the crew to become like rebels but it never actually yeah. does anything with it no it doesn't it kind of implies that he did that back in Sharon and that maybe he's done that a lot and he's gotten a lot of people killed for his cause but it doesn't actually really show you that as an example which would have probably been a probably about an aid to the episode if, if we had like 10 minutes spent on like some of the crew actually being kind of brainwashed by him to like fighting for him and that would give us some more action it would have maybe like maybe like shown the, the dangers of him because yeah, we know yeah. Lo- Lo- I mean Loki is definitely dangerous uh, or sorry Beale's definitely dangerous because we know he can take control of the ship um, yeah I, so. I think honestly that the most that we kind of get out of it is is when he shows up first and you know Kirk basically defends him uh, from Beale a little bit when he shows yeah. up it's like, hey, no, you know, he's, he's ours, you know, we, you know, he's kind of under our protection sort of thing. He's here. That's kind of, I mean, that's the closest we get, really, to seeing him, you know, convincing people to, to help him. It's a little undercooked in that sense. Like, I feel like if you just develop this a little bit further, you could maybe get this to um, more of a point. I also, I think maybe the makeup's too much as well. It's too extreme. I feel like something a bit more subtle would yeah. have been a better idea. I, I feel like... Um, especially since like it's really glossy makeup, so it was actually almost bugging me how shiny it was. Like it just looked like makeup rather than like any sort of convincing like different skin color. Especially yeah. one of the close-ups, you could actually sometimes see like, the, the the faint line of skin like showing through in the middle. You could, you could. Um, yeah. I, I know that's maybe a bit of a harsh critique, but it's like, well, they chose. I mean, it's, it's that sort of thing, right? If something doesn't work, do something else that does work. Yeah, my my only maybe justification is 
you know, back on the, the TVs at the time, sure. maybe they oh, yeah. needed to use that gloss to actually have it stand out. That's fair. And also, that whole line we're talking about, you can see that now because we're watching the remastered HD versions. But you I'm definitely couldn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure on the CRTs uh, and your, your glorious 480i, you know, broadcast TV in the 60s, it was probably incomprehensible. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if, if using like a you know more matte makeup to make it you know feel more like skin, maybe it actually just kind of didn't really look right on the on the screens. I wonder if it was also because um, this is still the 60s. Keep in mind. I wonder if there was a genuine concern that some people there was enough people still watching on black and white TVs. Ah, that's a good point. So maybe that's why it doesn't stuck out. But that's why you have to have the stark difference in both sides because if it was just too. Like more neutral Two kind of shades of grey, yeah. almost. Yeah. Oh, maybe you you want to be really highlight how how obvious it is, and you know, just yeah. the left and the right side. I've never actually thought about, it, but I feel like Star Trek's at a time where that still may have been a consideration. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, that makes some sense actually. Um, yeah. So, so we might we might have to excuse that. Yeah, we have to excuse that. That's fair, but still, I mean, if you're watching it now, I think it's worth just mentioning. You know, it's something that might it, just it, it take is. you out the moment a little bit uh, yeah. when it's going on. And you know, like I, I think there's a lot of good ideas in this one. I think there's a lot of great scenes on their own. Like the the bomb scene is good. I like the ending. I think the ending is dark as shit, but it's it's got a message, and I think the message is solid. Yeah. So uh, I kind of no, appre- I, agree. I appreciate that it doesn't pull any punches at the end. No, I agree. I think the episode it just kind of feels a bit rambly almost it kind of just goes through the motions a bit it does does a few different things here or there and it doesn't really settle in to you know really what, what it is until that final third yeah it's, 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 i mean every so often we have an episode of this where we're like you know if you cut out 10 minutes this would probably be really good <laughs> but it's just it's just yeah. a bit too long and they're filling a bit more time than they need to um so I, I, you know, it's I, I think ultimately though, it, in terms of season three's like sort of standard, it's kind of pretty normal for a season three episode in terms of the the, the better side. Yeah, it's 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 par for the course. Yeah, but again, it's not an embarrassing episode. There's definitely some, uh, you know, some works went into it. There's definitely some well intended, well intended sort of ideas in there. Um, yeah, you know, so I, I, I think I think it's just a, a little clunky overall, and and comes off a little bit more dry and boring than some of the last few, which. Have also, you know, had had their share of problems and, and kind of ultimately end up at a similar standard of, you know, this, they, they could have been good. Yeah. Well, they're kind of good, but they're not, like... Yeah, they could have been properly good, though. Yeah, but they're not quite there uh, overall. This is the same as, like, well, this could have been good. Like, could have been really good. I would but say it's I, just like, eh. I would say I like this one more than, say, The Empath. I felt that one felt more rambly to me because it just kept, like, yeah. repeating things. But the last couple, yeah, maybe they they were better than this overall. But it's not a huge, you know, difference in, no, in quality. No, it's not. It's definitely not. Um, so you know, we're we're deep into season three now, and we'll we'll be back to uh, yeah. uh, do episode sixteen. I have 16. to say, oh. definitely not as bad as I'd feared. At least consistently. Sure, sure. It's funny actually because obviously I I got the IMDb for the. Uh, you know the title and the any, any cast members. I mean, obviously we know all the main characters by now because it's you know season three. But you know, Loki and Beale. Like I'm not, not, not necessarily going to remember them. Uh, and I always go to check that kind of thing. Uh, now, I, average IMDb ratings aren't exactly the best thing to go on. Like they're not necessarily always. Yeah, but it's a, a ballpark, right? Yeah, uh, I'll just say I'm a little bit worried about the next stretch of episodes. <laughs> 
I mean, it's not a huge chasm from what these last few, but these these last few we, we've been saying that these are all quite consistently in the same place, and their average score on IMDb would indicate that the general audience agrees with that opinion. Um, dips a little bit for the next few, so brace yourself. Yeah. But 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 that's the thing. I mean, we're well, well over halfway into the season now. That's true. Yeah. So even if every episode from here on out is utter garbage, <laughs> I still think overall the season wasn't as bad as I feared it was going to be. But on reputation, that's fair. That's fair. But when I mean, you compare it to one and two, you you get why there is kind of a reputation just because. Oh oh yeah yeah. Yeah, you because know, those were a lot more consistently good, especially season one. Season season two, I think, did have some stinkers sort of sprinkled throughout, which we obviously talked about at the time. But yeah. Um. Obviously, a lot of great classics as well. But hey, it's not been all bad though. Uh, so we'll be back next time with episode sixteen. It's called "The Mark of Gideon." Um, so we'll see. We'll see what that shapes out to be. But uh, that that'll come next week. Um, and we do have bonus episodes planned to make up for lost time. Uh, those should start rolling out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so August should be Star Trek plentiful, I suppose is what I'm saying. Um, uh, we can get through the rest of this season so let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below like and subscribe all that stuff worth mentioning patreon.com slash TV. of course you can go over there and you can support us even just with one dollar and for that dollar you get these Star Trek reviews a week early uh, as well as a few other things early some exclusive shows you go higher up there's even more stuff on offer um, but you can do that and you can feel good about supporting and helping us and if not don't feel bad either because all the other stuff we said uh, helps too so uh, but that is us so thank you very much for once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching star trek guys and we'll see you next time